Broadcasting from Purple Earth. Running your own show and seeing it work out, that's the greatest. Uh-huh. I'm afraid, sir, you have rather a weak grasp of reality. Your reality, sir, is lies and balderdash, and I'm delighted to say that I have no grasp of it whatsoever. Yes, their reality is lies and balderdash. So we're here to create a better reality, a different reality. Welcome to the very first episode of A Different Reality. We'll start the show by trying to convey what this show is all about and what we hope to accomplish by producing it. After that, we'll celebrate April Fool's Day, which also happens to be our wedding anniversary. We'll read from a book of Elvis quotes that we got as a wedding present. Then we'll take a look back at one of our most memorable wedding anniversaries ever. It was in 2002 when we got to spend a weekend in San Francisco and then take in the colorful spectacle of the annual St. Stupid's Day Parade. That's all coming up on A Different Reality. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to A Different Reality. My name is Abby Z. And I'm Rosie. And sitting close by is Ariel. Ariel is an African peach-faced lovebird who lives with us. Sometimes you can hear him trying to contribute his two cents worth to the conversation. This show is being released to the world on April Fool's Day, so we intend to devote a lot of this show to fun and silliness. Since this is our first show, we're going to spend about 15 minutes trying to lay the foundation of what this program is all about. So everything we do from now on will build on the themes in this piece that we call the Foundation Rant. Why is this show called A Different Reality? Well, it's mainly because we've gotten sick and tired of hearing stuff like this. Well, our response to that is... Your reality, sir, is lies and balderdash. It's because their reality is lies and balderdash. The reality that we're being fed is that we have to consume and consume and consume. But the reality is that if we keep growing and if we keep consuming, we are going to consume ourselves out of existence. Humans will not be able to inhabit this planet if we keep treating it the way that we're treating it. So the mission of this program is to figure out collectively with you, the listeners, how can a planet full of people inhabit this place without destroying it and making it uninhabitable? What kind of show is it going to be? The best way we can describe it is that this is a zine show. Um, It's going to be a creative medium. We want to have fun with radio as an art form. We want to also have fun with it as a communications tool. We're here to articulate what our vision is of a sustainable civilization. Then once we have that vision, how can we get there? What can we do within the framework of our existing civilization to modify it, to change it, to push it, to tilt it in the direction of the civilization that we are envisioning. As far as the content of the show, expect a lot of conversation, a little bit of theater, all kind of mixed in with uh, little bits of music. There'll be a lot of feedback from listeners. If you want to talk to us on the air, so to speak, Get a hold of us at our website, www.purpleearth.net. Leave information for us to call you back if you do want to be on the air. 
we will freely admit that designing and implementing a sustainable civilization is a daunting task. So we're going to try to break it up a little bit. Now, the first thing we're going to look at is what we want to call the media of life. It's the air, it's the water, it's the soil. It's also the biology, it's the biological system, it's that web of life that's all interconnected and all ties itself together and it's all dependent on other parts of that web of life. The other thing that we're going to look at within this media of life is the resources that we depend on. Resources like materials that we use to build our buildings and dwellings, the tools that we use to build the things that we need. Resources also includes the time and energy of individual human beings, you know, the people that have to do the work to produce the things that we need. We want to briefly address the elephant in the room, population control. Nothing can be done to make civilization sustainable on a planetary scale if we cannot control the population. In order to control the population, that means that somebody, somewhere, has to be able to say who can and who cannot have children and how many they may have. Nobody wants to have that responsibility and no one wants to be able to give anyone that responsibility, but that's what it's really going to have to come down to. And it's just too disturbing of a thought for people to want to be confronted with. The reason for the existence of most civilizations is to collectively provide for every individual's basic necessities. Now, most of us think of the basic necessities as food, clothing, and shelter. The others are health care and morale. Now, health care because you can't survive without competent and available and accessible health care. If you get hurt, somebody's got to fix you up. You know, so health care is a basic survival necessity in any civilization that cares about the welfare of its citizens. Morale is a basic necessity because life has to have meaning, it has to have joy, it has to have pleasure. People need to be treated with dignity and appreciation and respect. We need to have love. We need to have that interconnectedness with our spouses and our families and our friends. You know, we have to have camaraderie with others and we have to have that sense of community. I think that's been part of the human existence since the dawn of history. Morale covers a lot of ground. Um, it's the world of art, literature, music, entertainment, film, theater. Morale is games and sports and recreation. It's religion. It's spirituality. It covers festivals and parades and celebrations. You know, it's all the things that we do for fun, things that we do to make us feel better about ourselves, things that we do to give life meaning. Another thing that we see as part of morale is exploration and adventure, you know, going out and experiencing the world beyond our own borders. That's why we also include travel with morale. And it's not the kind of travel that you read about in the travel pages of the newspaper. This is the kind of travel that people of lesser means 
things can do. We don't go out and check out the world of the rich and famous, you know, but we go out and check out how, you know, ordinary people live in other places and what we all have to learn from each other. And that's where travel not only ties in with morale, it also ties in with communication and it ties in with education. So travel has its own important place in a sustainable civilization. So once again, the basic survival necessities are food, clothing, shelter, health care, and morale. Now a lot of people will say, what about transportation? We see transportation as a facilitator. For example, when the tour bus brings the rock and roll band to your town to play a gig, that's where transportation facilitates morale. So a lot of our segments will talk about things that facilitate our survival needs. And our categories for facilitators are transportation, energy, education, communication, administration, and economics. Oh boy, this sounds complicated. It's not really. Transportation is just how we move people and how we move stuff. It's sidewalks, streets, highways, railroads, tramways, shipping lanes, harbors, air corridors, airports, spaceports, and all of that. Um, transportation is everything from walking, riding our bicycles, using wheelbarrows and hand trucks and ox carts, it's horse and buggies, it's cars, trucks, trains, buses, trams, streetcars, boats, barges, ships, ferries, aircraft, and spaceships, and probably a lot of other things too. Energy. It's a facilitator of shelter because energy includes the heat and electricity that we use in our homes. Those things come from coal and wood and natural gas, it's fuel oil, geothermal energy, sunlight, and many other things that we might not even know about yet. Um, electricity powers our tools, which makes it a facilitator for just about everything. Um, it comes from coal and hydroelectric, and that's the rivers running, that's the dams on the rivers. Nuclear power plants, there's turbines from natural gas and oil and wind turbines, solar cells, fuel cells, all kinds of ways to get electricity. Energy is the fuel for our engines, facilitator of transportation and industry. That comes from gasoline, electricity, oil, coal, wind, all kinds of things. Education. Education facilitates food when a mother teaches her child how to cook its own oatmeal. Education facilitates health care when a professor teaches a class of medical students how to conduct a life-saving operation. Education is not only schools and universities and such, it's also libraries and it's apprenticeship and mentoring. There's a lot of ways that we learn things from each other.
Communication. Communication is a facilitator of morale when you talk to your best friend on the telephone. Communication facilitates the delivery of this program from our microphone to your ear. Communication happens across the kitchen table. It happens across a picket fence. Communication happens through books, newspapers, magazines, all kinds of other printed material. Communication is the world of advertising. Communication is telephones, two-way radio, one-way radio, TV, cable, satellite. It's our phone network. It's the internet. It's the electromagnetic spectrum where all these wireless communication technologies live. Administration. Administration is considering how do we manage and oversee the commons? How do we coordinate everything? The commons is our general environment. It's all the things that we share as a community. It's the air that we breathe. It's the water that we drink. It's the lakes and rivers and oceans that our community is in contact with. It's the soil that grows the food that we need to eat. So how do we make rules to have a civilization of responsible citizens? How do we deal with the people that are only going to act in their own self-interest? And how do we constrain them from violating the commons for the rest of us? How do we choose people who make and enforce these rules? And when we choose these people, how do we make them accountable? And how do we hold them accountable so that they don't in turn act in their own self-interest rather than in the interests of civility and sustainability? Economics. The economic system we have right now is free market capitalism, and free market capitalism is not sustainable. For one thing, it encourages consumption and greed, and it breaks down without consumption and greed. Consider this. If in the year zero, you invested one cent at 7% interest compounded, by the time of Columbus, that investment would be worth the weight of the earth in gold. So the economic system we have right now is not sustainable because in the long term, the truly long term, it's going to overconsume what we have. So how do we design an economic system that will work in the long term? How can we design an economic system that's based on consuming only what we need rather than consuming as much as we can? How do we constrain greed? How do we constrain counterproductive competitiveness? Do we really need a currency-based economic system? How can we make our economy fair and just? How can we motivate our citizens to do the best at what they do, whether that be rocket science or street sweeping? Because we have to face it, the economic system that we have now has two possible outcomes. Either the economic system crashes and we replace it with something viable and sustainable, or we all die. Now that's the reality, and we're here to create a better reality a different reality. So what, you may ask, 
do we expect of you, the listener, the visitor to a different reality? One thing we expect is feedback and questions. This cannot be a one-way conversation. We have to hear from you. If you hear us say something that you think is right on, let us know. If you hear us say something you think is total BS, let us know. If you have a question about something that you want us to clarify how we feel, let us know. The other thing that we expect from our listeners is action. We don't want this show to be something that you just passively listen to and then go on with your life. We want you to do the actions that will make you part of the solution rather than part of the problem. And the, and the actions are easy. You know, the actions are things like becoming self-sufficient, learning survival skills, survival skills being like knowing how to grow our own food, knowing how to maintain our own clothing, knowing how to maintain our own shelters. But that's one thing we are going to expect from our listeners is some sort of action. say we intended to have some fun with this show? Yes, we all want to live in a sustainable way. We want to take care of our world. We want to make it a better place for all of us to live. But what is life without some fun? So for the rest of this show, we'll consider one of life's fundamental necessities, morale. Since the release of this program coincides with our wedding anniversary, we thought we'd have some fun with this book that we got as a wedding gift. It's called The World According to Elvis, Quotes from the King by Jeff Rovin. This book is a series of quotes from Elvis concerning various topics including creativity, society, truth, and the world. We thought it would be cool to channel the voice of Elvis. Elvis was in the studio only fleetingly, and sometimes it sounded like Richard Nixon was in the room. It all started with Elvis being asked for his take on character. It's not how much you have that makes people look up to you, it's who you are. Ooh, that was just too damn loud. I better turn that down. Damn, that's profound. That's, that was, that, it wasn't profound, it was just damn loud. <laughs> and being loud don't make it profound. Did I say that? I don't know. It's not how much you have that makes people look up to you, it's who you are. That better? Sure. Okay. Where's the next one? Uh, what about what else did I say in here? Uh, you ever hear a white man sound so black? There's nothing I respect more than someone who can tell north from south without a compass. <laughs> you think that's funny, huh? And you well, ain't luckily, I am one of them. You you can do that. That's good. That's a good thing. I have to go to the bathroom, but somebody told me I better not go there. But I gotta go somewhere. It's following your nose, taking chances when you get there. 
what, what would that be? What the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> Huh. Was, that when, sounds like when, a dog thing to me. When it, it's following your nose and taking chances when you get there. <laughs> kind of like a hound dog. Damn, the record just started over. I'm never going to get through this. <laughs> oh, where am I? Page 28. I did that one. I'm that curious. Curious. Curious, huh? Curiosity is the headlight that keeps us from losing our way. Jesus Christ. Christ, what kind of stuff is this? <laughs> Everybody's nuts. Some of us just see it more clearly. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's the craziest thing I ever heard. Uh, everybody's nuts. Uh, who are those guys singing in the hey, background? Hey, what you say about satisfaction sounds familiar. Satisfaction? I thought I was talking about truth. I'm glad it's not sacrifice. There's a lot more I'm saying about sacrifice, but I'm not going to say that tonight. Running your own show and seeing it work out, that's the greatest. Uh-huh. Now we get to talk about truth. I have to say a lot about truth. He never caught a rabbit, and he ain't no friend of mine. That's just, that's just a metaphor. There's no truth in that. Truth, truth, it's like the sun. You can shut it out for a time, but it ain't going away. It's what you see in the mirror each morning before coffee, before you put on the face, before you talk to anyone else. I it's, think they're two separate things. You mean not at the same time? <laughs> yeah. Truth can't be both of these things? <laughs> yeah. What are you trying All to say? All at the same are time! You, are you trying to contradict Elvis? <laughs> or Buddha, dare, or Jesus. How dare would you contradict Elvis? Or Buddha. Buddha's not here. Just Elvis is here today. Buddha only comes on Buddha days. This is not a Buddha day. Okay. I'm glad it's not a Buddha day. When you look at things from the bottom up, they seem more wonderful than they really are. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where did it come from? Jazz from hell. No! <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Thank you very much. We got jazz from hell, folks. This is my friend Frank Zappa. He did this called Jazz from Hell. <laughs> Drives Rosie nuts. Drives Rosie nuts. <laughs> How about Luca? Ah, <laughs> oh, is that better, folks? We're gonna be a little tender for just a little while. Hell with this tender. Take three. Take three. Take that was that that was three. Maybe that's the problem with Elvis. I can take as many. I'm Elvis. I can take as many as I want. (laughs) Somebody told me that I heard that someday I might take too many. That we won't go there today. They told me not to take too many, and if I take too many, to stay away from the bathroom, so I might not come out. When you look at things from the bottom up, they seem more wonderful than they really are. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank I you. Think thank they, you. They look kind of upside down, don't they? Uh, no, they look very cold because the bottom of the world is Antarctica and it's very, 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 very cold. I thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. We're done reading Elvis now. Yep. No more Elvis.
If you, for whatever reason, want your own copy of The World According to Elvis, check for a link on our website, www.purpleearth.net. As we said earlier, we were in San Francisco a few years ago for the weekend of our anniversary on April Fool's Day. We had a lot of fun walking around the city and the neighborhood where we were staying, which was at the Green Tortoise Hostel. It's near the intersection of Columbus and Broadway in the North Beach area, just next to Chinatown. Although it's in an old neighborhood full of bars and strip joints, we never felt unsafe, and they fed us a fantastic Easter dinner. Just a few blocks down the hill from the hostel is the Financial District. This is where the St. Stupid's Day Parade takes place every year on April Fool's Day. Just around the corner from the hostel is the City Lights Bookstore, still owned and operated by Lawrence Ferlinghetti, a well-known poet. This area and the bookstore were regular haunts of the poets and artists of the Beat Era, which lasted from the 50s and into the 60s. In the next few segments, we'll hear from some of those poets, and we'll visit the St. Stupid's Day Parade.
funny. Fantasies are never so real as old-style romances, where the hero has a heroine who has long black braids and lets nobody kiss her ever. And everybody's trying all the time to run away with her. And the hero is always drawing his sword and tilting at gin mills and forever telling her he loves her and has only honorable intentions and honorable mentions. And no one ever beats him at anything. But then finally one day, she, who has always been so timid, offs with her glove and says, though not in so many big words, let's slide down somewheres, baby. Back in 1979, a few friends were having a conversation at a deli in San Francisco. They talked about social rituals, their linkage to holidays, and the commercialization that's destroyed such holidays in America. Discussion turned to April Fool's Day, which began in Europe as a grand in-your-face mockery of authority, which in those days was the authority of the church, the temple. They realized that today, the temples of authority are the financial temples. And they noted that San Francisco possesses a collection of these financial temples, all concentrated in one neighborhood. 
So why not have an in-the-street, in-your-face mockery of these financial temples? The first church of the last laugh was born. Somewhere along the line, one of them blurted out the words, Saint Stupid! The new church had a patron saint, and the man who first uttered that name is now known as Bishop Joey. Now we happened to be in San Francisco for the Saint Stupid Day Parade in 2002. It followed a route called the Stations of Stupidity. Included the Federal Reserve Bank, the International Board of Trade, the Bank of America, the Pacific Coast Stock Exchange, and a bunch of other places. To commemorate St. Stupid's Day, we're going to share with you some of the highlights we recorded on that day three years ago. Or at least we'll share them as well as we can on the radio. Lots of fun costumes. Everybody's in some sort of costume. You know, there's lots of bass drums being played. Apparently, the one known as Bishop Joey is pounding on a drum that's got a image of St. Stupid, which is just basically kind of a bland, oval kind of face with a halo around it. Kind of an um, egg head. Uh, here we've got the... Uh, there's, a, there's a couple of big, burly, shaggy guys with little multicolored beanie caps with, with propellers on them. One of them's blowing a trombone. We don't want any more speeches at all. I have maxed out on my speeches. It's, and it's hundreds of people and lots of signs. Yeah, there's a guy playing cymbals that he pounds on the pavement with kind of like a pogo stick. This guy was whacked out. This is the first time we saw him, and we're looking at him from behind, and his bottom is very well exposed. And Oh, yeah. yeah. And then check out his feet. Tennis shoes. And white socks. What are you looking at? Hi, Mad Dog here. Mad Dog! Mad Dog! I thought it was Mad Dog. Mad Dog? Mad Dog, Bad Dog. Oh, there's the B-Man. Yeah, he's just a, a superhero outfit with stripes and a great big, great B. big letter B. Ba -ba 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 -B. The oh, there's stripes. the guy with the rainbow suit. Yeah, rainbow Rainbow striped. colored, very reflective and bright in the sun. It's big very, hat. very sunny day. Oh, here's the guy that we saw earlier with the naked butt. We described earlier that his butt was naked, and I think he's wearing a sock over his. Uh, it's it's uh, thing over his there. private parts. He has a yes. sock over his private parts. It's not quite like a jock strap. It's got a sock on it. But the sock allows a lot of mobility, <laughs> <laughs> and he is taking advantage of that mobility. <laughs> but he has a sock on it. <laughs> Oh, yes. Then we've got the whiny purple penis. Now, this guy is riding a recumbent tandem bicycle, which we did not own one of these at the time. In the stoker position, there is not a rider, but a great big cushion of a big purple penis with, with red two balls. red testicles attached to it. Yes. And he's a, a in a, in a velvet, velvet outfit. He's got penis. purple pants. He's got a red top. He's another shaggy bearded guy underneath all of that. Yeah, but the whiny purple penis has come by and giving his little remark. A word of warning from the whiny purple penis. Careful where you shake those buns, you might get more than you bargained for. 
Oh, right. he says, be careful where you shake those buns. You might get more than you bargained for. Purple rock. What he say? But it's smooth. <laughs> <laughs> No more chanting. 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 Don't read this sign. Don't read this sign and there's a little asterisk after the word sign and there's a little thing on the bottom and it says don't read this footnote either. And then next to that I see a sign that says man cannot live by crayons alone. What else have we got here? Bishop Joey is a known thespian, not just another stupid religion. <laughs> SUVs, Sheep United for Victory. More wacky yeah, the, people. The, the, the costumes outfits. are just amazing. International Board of Trade is what uh, I just heard. Okay, it's another station of stupidity. And all these guys are inside there. There's guys walking on the walkway right outside their windows, just kind of like making faces at them through the window and stuff like that. Now we're all chanting. Get back to work! Get back to work! Get back to work! And there's people really standing funny. around inside there looking out, and they're just like laughing and looking confused at the same time. It's it's pretty pretty bizarre look. More bubbles, more bubbles, more bubbles. This guy has a bubble machine actually. Yeah. But he's the guy that's blowing bubbles and these bubbles are just like flying through the air. Blow harder! Blow faster! We've blow got harder! Blow, blow harder! Faster. Blow faster! And he's got uh, flowers sticking out of his hat. He does have flowers sticking Real out of flowers. his hat. I got a request for androgynous, androgynous. Androgynous. A caricature, a, a, a cross between Alfred E. Newman and George Bush, and it says, what? Me, Shimpy. president? <laughs> uh, what do we, oh, somebody's got a bird on the top of their I straw saw a hat. a big, giant parrot. It was a parrot, yes. Somebody with a Felix the Cat doll. <laughs> 
here's somebody barking in a little loudspeaker, and he's got a multicolored umbrella over his head. Rosie he just barking. meowed at mm-hmm. him, waving a little mast that's got a and little. And we are just bowing towards each foam other. Foam bird on him. Yeah, he's got a tie dye underneath a green, a bright colored green shirt. My 16 year old daughter needs a brand new Range Rover. Please, Please help. help. Yes, they have on their gloves too. Oh, they've got nice. nice she's got nice white gloves, and she's got nice black gloves. They oh, just yes. look like your your two classic yuppie suburban housewives. They're probably from Marin County, in for a day shopping. Go fly a kite. Go shopping. Contribute to the economy. Go shopping. We were all gathered on the steps of the Pacific Stock Exchange building to engage in the sock exchange. And on then the given at the signal, end, the socks just went flying. Oh, they're back flying and around forth all over oh, the place. Oh, back yeah. and forth, all kinds of colors, lots of noise. People have noisemakers. They have their balloons out. There are banners flying back and there's forth. There's cheering. There's whistling. It's a very colorful montage, a mosaic of of wigs and hats and everything as you look over the top of the crowd. Many, many colors. Our patron doggies have arrived. They're doggy diner dogs, three huge dachshund heads. And they've got bow ties, and they're smiling. They're all smiling. They have great big wide eyes, and they look like very friendly dogs. You know, who would want to eat at a doggy diner if the dogs didn't look friendly? Oh, they look like fun. They, <laughs> they look like they look like very friendly dogs. Oh, we're just watching the purple penis go rolling by again. Bye-bye. It's trailing a big purple boa behind it that's out the top of it very suggestive very Very. suggestive the purple penis says guess which head the blood flows to know why we're stupid so we're trying to get the sound and somebody's standing next to us gabbing on a cell phone you know i don't know they want to know where she is i don't know where it started Right now we're at the square, just hanging out. There's a sign that says one way, and there's arrows pointing both directions to the outside of the sign. There's a diaper pasted to the side of the pyramid. This is another purple lady with a big black, looks like a hat that Marge Simpson would wear, you know, or something. Uh, Somebody wearing crime scene police tape as a bandana. Leopard skin again. Yeah, lots of leopard print stuff. Yeah, it's there's a person that's dressed as a um, as a child's play block and with letters on all the different with sides of it. hair. She does have Marge hair, doesn't she? I yes. never noticed that. Now the now the pennies are being thrown at this big steel pyramid. That's right. This is where we did the penny throw. Everybody starts chanting back to the bank.
Chester, who looks like Jesus. Yeah, he's wearing a long white robe. It's just kind of a little heart-shaped tie-dye on the back and on the front. It's but a spiral. Walking along, juggling his bowling pins. Yeah, they're juggling pins. And Long hair. He was very nice. We yeah. kind of hung out with him. The dare to bear guy is walking along. He's he's wearing basically kind of a little loincloth, and he's wearing a, a wig and a mask, and he has nothing else on top. His posterior is exposed. And he has a little. Oh, it's ever so cute. He has it's a little so cardboard nice. sign over his private part. He's got hiking boots on too, but nothing else <laughs> on his legs. <laughs> From the back, it just looks like he has on a, a day pack. Yeah, a day pack and a pair of boots. He's got something around his waist. It's a bustier. Get back to work. Get back to work. Get back to work. Get back to work. He's got this nightgown on, and he's pulling this skateboard with a cooler sitting on top of it, and his girlfriend is sitting on top of the cooler, and she's wearing a light blue nightie, and she's got like two boas around her neck and some sort of silly hat on. He's kind of pulling her along, and she's looking at herself and bleeding. Oh, I'm bleeding. Oh, bleeding. She's bleeding now. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> she's bleeding. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Somebody walking by on their way out. See you next year if you're stupid enough to come. See you next year if you're stupid enough to come. It was a day for fun. And a beautiful day it was. It was a beautiful day. So did we mention that it was a beautiful day? Blue sky. Like about six or seven times. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. I can't call this guy a card hustler because he didn't want us to lay down any money, but he's training himself, so he says... He was practicing on us. I'm practicing. Looking? Looking for the red card. He's got three aces. Two of them are black and one is a a diamond. He's tossing the cards around. Looking for the red card. Which one is it? Oh, I lost track. Lost track, huh? Huh? Lost track, huh? Go home, look at the film, pick the card. Church of the Last Laugh has its own website at www.saintstupid.com. If you dig around in there, you'll find history, pictures of past parades, and all kinds of goofiness. You can find some pictures of the 2002 St. Stupid Day Parade at our website, www.purplearth.net. You can find pictures of Bishop Joey, the whiny purple penis, the feathered guy who put a sock on his you-know-what, and maybe a few other surprises. In the meantime... Happy St. Stupid Day! Thank you!
Jazz, the place is roaring, all beautiful girls in there, one mad brunette at the bar drunk with her boys, one strange chick I remember from somewhere wearing a simple skirt with pockets, her hands in there, short haircut, slouched, talking to everybody. Up and down the stairs they come, the bartenders of the regular band of Jack and the heavenly drummer who looks up in the sky with blue eyes, with a beard. He's wailing beer caps of bottles and jamming at the cash register and everything is going to the beat. It's the beat generation, it's Bayat. It's the beat to keep, it's the beat of the heart. It's being beat and down in the world and like old time lowdown. And like in ancient civilizations, the slave boatmen rowing galleys to a beat. And servants spinning pottery to a beat. The faces. There's no face to compare with Jack Mingers, who's up on the bandstand now with a colored trumpeter who outblows him wild and dizzy, but Jack's face overlooking all the heads in smoke. He has a face that looks like everybody you've ever known and seen on the street in your time. Sweet face, hard to describe. Sad eyes, cruel lips, expectant gleam, swaying to the beat, tall, majestical, waiting in front of the drugstore. A face like Hunky's in New York. Hunky, whom you'll see on Times Square, somnolent and alert, sad, sweet, dark, holy, just out of jail, martyred, tortured by sidewalks, starved for sex and companionship, open to anything, ready to introduce a new world with a shrug, the colored big tenor with the big tone is blowing Sunny Stitz clear out of Kansas City roadhouses. Clear, heavy, somewhat dull and unmusical ideas which nevertheless never leave the music. Always there, always far out. The harmony too complicated for the motley bums of music understanding in there. But the musicians here. The drummer is a sensational 12-year-old Negro boy who's not allowed to drink, but can play. Tremendous, a little lithe, childlike Miles Davis kid. Like early Fats Navarro fans you used to see in Espan Harlem, hep, small. He thunders at the drums with a beat which is described to me by a near-standing connoisseur with beret as a fabulous beat. On piano is Blondie Bill, good enough to drive any group. Now Jack Minger blows out and over his head with these angels from Fillmore. I dig him. Now he's terrific. I just stand in the outside hall against the wall, no beer necessary, with collections of in-and-out listeners with Bernie, and now here returns Bob Berman who's a kid from West Indies who barged into my party six months earlier with Dean and the gang and I had a Chet Baker record on and we hoofed it at each other in the room. Tremendous. The perfect grace of his dancing, casual, like Joe Lewis, casually hoofing. He comes now in dancing like that, glad. Everybody looks everywhere. It's a jazz joint and beat generation mad trick. You see someone, hi. Then you look away elsewhere for something, someone else. It's all insane. Then you look back, you look away around. Everything is coming in from everywhere in the sound of the jazz. Hi! Hey! Bang! The little drummer takes a solo, reaching his young hands all over traps and kettles and cymbals and foot pedal. Boom! And a fantastic crash of sound. Twelve years old. What will happen?
Here in the world headquarters of Purple Earth, the voices of me, Abby, and Rosie are not the only voices that populate these halls. We also get to hear from Ariel, who may be a non-human voice, but don't tell him that. He's an African peach-faced lovebird. That's a type of a miniature parrot. So he's got that arrogant parrot attitude combined with a Napoleon complex from being so small. He may be a sort of mascot, but he is definitely opinionated, and he will share his opinion with us whether we like it or not. Well, he actually does have a job here at Purple Earth as a censor. Yeah, he bleeps out our swear words. Like last night when I spilled water on the board and I went, Oh, sh-. He's actually very sociable and lovable. And when we let him out of his cage for a couple of hours twice each day, he prefers to perch on our shoulders and hang out with us. He really loves attention, and if he doesn't get attention, he has his own way of whining. He sounds like a smoke alarm with a dead battery. He puts out these pitiful peeps whenever we're not giving him what he perceives as his proper dose of attention. But he's an inspiration to us, because he can turn a sound check into poetry. Bird speaks. He says, I was put in this cage two hours ago, and yet you do not release me. Why do you not release me? How long must I stay in this cage? How long must I endure this oppression? And I eat, and I sleep, and I squawk and complain. Even though the humans are not going to release me for another hour, maybe two hours from right now, I will harass the humans anyway. Bird speaks. They call me Mr. Pitiful. Baby, that's my name. They call me Mr. Pitiful. That's how I got my fame. But nobody seems to understand now what makes me. A different reality is created, produced, edited, and assembled by Abby Z and Rosie of Purple Earth. You can contact us through our website at www.purpleearth.net. P-U-R-P-L-E-A-R-T-H dot net. This program depends on support from its listeners. Contributions can be made through our website. Rosie is our music director, and she has done a wonderful job of selecting the music you hear on this show. A complete playlist of this show is available on our website. The music you heard this week was... Lovers of Light by the Afro-Kelp Sound System. Thrashing Breath Texture, Osric Tentacles. Snake in the Grass by Adam Plack and Johnny Soames. Enver Ismailov for the song called Kopanitsa. Tarab, Nikki Skopolidis. Obuzimas Mida by Colonia. Hound Dog, Elvis Presley. Massaggio Galore from Frank Zappa's Jazz from Hell. Can't Help Falling in Love, Luca Bloom. The Jimi Hendrix Experience and their version of Hound Dog. Yellow Magic Orchestra doing Tighten Up, and then Alice Coltrane's Shiva Loka. We had Ken Kesey doing Take Two from the Grateful Dead Acid Test Tapes, and then we had The Gnome by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Industrial Elephant Hunt by one of my favorite bands, VCR, out of Kansas City. 
and Chai from one of my other favorite bands, Osric Tentacles. Los Lobos told us that life is good. And then the Dole Foundation came in with Ike Din 2. And everyone knows Good Day Sunshine from The Beatles. And then Subaqua, Dr. Didge. Then Transmission did VD Vu. Then from the Beat Generation San Francisco scene, we heard Jack Kerouac. And behind him, Thelonious Monk doing Epistrophe from the Ken Burns Jazz album. And I always get to do these Eastern European pronunciations. Zbigniew Namislawski did Skarga Podhala. And what was that from? That was from the CD set Unblocked Music of Eastern Europe. Then we heard Ariel's theme song, Mr. Pitiful, by The Commitments. Next week on A Different Reality, we talk about food, where it comes from, how we produce it, and how a bunch of mad scientists are tinkering with the genetic makeup of the plants we depend on for the food we eat. We spent a couple of days hanging out with organic farmers and other food activists at the Upper Midwest Organic Farming Conference when it came to our hometown. We'll have that report and a lot more next week on A Different Reality. The website for Purple Earth and A Different Reality is at www.purpleearth.net. If you're listening to this program, you've probably already been there. This is where you go to download the program itself or to get the BitTorrent file. Other things that we have on our website are links relevant to topics that we discuss on the show. We have links to books that we talk about on the show or books that are recommended to read. There will be links to music that you hear on the show and how you can get that music into your own music library. And also on our website, this is where you'll find our donation can. Now, we don't want to have any advertising. We don't want to have any underwriting. We don't want to have any outside vested interests. We would really appreciate it if the listeners can visit the donation can from time to time and throw something in there. So please come and visit our website at www.purpleearth.net. Thank you. Broadcasting from Purple Earth.